I've said before, back in episode 117, we were talking about circumstances and how circumstances are nothing but facts. And they really aren't good. They're not bad. They, until you actually apply a thought to them. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week on episode number 129 of the relaxed mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey there, man. Hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right. So if this is your first time seeing this, uh, listening to the show, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and letting me come into your earbuds and talk about how to get rid of that nice guy in your life. Because we, uh, those nice guys are not nice. They are really little manipulative, conniving sons of guns, and they're just not good to have in your life. They, the nice guy syndrome is the reason why you're not getting the sex that you want. And they're not getting the promotions you want. And they're not, it's what's holding you back. Why you're playing so small and not living your life on your terms. And that's what I want to help you do is live your life on your terms. And to be able to do that, take some work, takes a lot of thought work, takes a lot of, uh, of changing of old habits. But one of the things that we have run us men run into so much is when we are looking at what our circumstances are. And if you've not ever heard what uh, me talk about circumstances, you can actually go back into episode 117. That's relaxmail.com forward slash 117 and have a listen there. That'll give you a good overview as to what your circumstances are. So many people want to say the circumstances are what happened to us. That's what happened to us. That's why I'm me. That's those are that's why I'm the way I am is because I had this particular event happen in my life or that particular event happened in my life or whatever it is that happened in your life. That's the reason why I'm this way. This is I I know that if I clean the house, she likes to have sex with me sometime. Well, not all the time. Once very rarely that happens. But yet we get ourselves so wrapped up into what the circumstance is. Well, she's not having sex with me. It's something that she's up to something. No, it's all that thought that you're having about lack of sex or all that thoughts that you're having about why you're not happy is not because of something happening in your life. Not that particular circumstance. That circumstance has nothing to do because it's positive. It's not positive, nor is it negative. It's just a event. Until you apply a thought to it. When you have a thought to it uh, applied to that particular circumstance, that's where you start having good results versus bad results because those thoughts create your feelings. Feelings create your actions. Actions show up as your results. And here I wanted to talk today about one way you can actually view your circumstances and how changing your view on your circumstances actually can make a huge change in your life and why you can be look at the same thing in a tragedy form 
and then turn right around and look at the same situation as a story of triumph and everything else, all the details are the same. All the facts, all the circumstances in your life are the same. And I would recommend you try that. This is the the exercise I would like for you to do. This is going to be a fairly short episode. But if you were to take a piece of paper and write down 10 facts about your life. Now, don't have to be long, detailed facts. Just say 10 words, 10 facts about your life. Now I've got 10, uh, 10 facts I've wrote down. I have, I come from divorced parents. My parents are divorced. I lived with my dad. I visited my mom. My dad remarried. My mom remarried. I helped dad on the ranch. I was grounded, uh, several times or quite often in my life, which is actually, technically that's actually a thought. Um, I was punished uh, as a child, married, moved a lot. Um, I got married, moved a lot, and a large family. Uh, so divorced parents, lived with dad, visited mom. Dad remarried, helped dad on the ranch. Mom remarried. I was punished a lot. Uh, I was I was punished, married, moved a lot, and a large family. So there you go. Got 10 items. Now, what I want you to do with those 10, 10 words is to now write your story as if it was a tragedy and you have to make sure that you work those 10 words into it. Those 10 facts. Tell the story of your life as if it were a Greek tragedy. Once you get finished writing all that down, then turn right around and write, use those same 10 facts about your life and write the story of your life as if it was a story of triumph. And here's an example. My parents divorced when I was real young. Uh, at the age of two, but, and don't know how, but somewhere along the way I became, I got, my dad got custody of me. I went and lived with my dad. He grew up, we moved around a lot and moved. And as he tried to ranch and farm and was in agriculture. And so he moved, we moved a couple times and then eventually he ended up remarrying uh, and married a, a woman who, had a, uh, who also had a daughter. And so we boom, instant, uh, family. I had major issues with that because I saw her butting into mine and my dad's relationship. And because of that, because of that, that attitude that I had, I was grounded a lot and she grounded me for just about everything. I think she, I could almost say that she resented me being there, I was grounded so much and I gr- would get grounded off my bike for a month. I got grounded off my car from my car a-, a lot. I got grounded off my computer when I had it. I got grounded from this and that and that. I was always grounded. Now, my mom, she also, after the divorce, she moved to Dallas and she remarried and married, um, married a guy named Bill. And he was, he was an all right guy. He was a little different, but his, he was, he enjoyed his, uh, his, uh, a, a, he enjoyed his pot quite a bit and it made for my world to be a, a lot of weird dynamics that I honestly, as a young man, didn't know how to to fashion. And as I, uh, grew up and got out of high school and went into the Navy, I got married, uh, to a woman and we had started having kids and 
I didn't know the the uh, really how to because my dad didn't didn't have a strong he had a strong bond with me, but he didn't have uh, didn't tell me all the all the details of, of life that I thought I needed to know. And so our marriage struggled, and we struggled real hard. And it was a it was hard because my dad worked on the ranch, and even though I was in trouble, there was many times I had to get up and I had to go break ice for the for the cattle and had to go out and build fence in the heat of the summer. And it was a really, it was a really rough, tough time. And yeah, we had a lot of cousins and stuff, but I hardly ever saw them because my, on my mom's side, there was a total of six kids and they all lived all over the place. And then they, on my dad's side, they all lived in one town, but again, they, they had their own lives. So I really didn't see a whole lot of that side of the family. And then my dad, my, and the, my stepmom, her side of the family was a good sized family. And so I had all these, these family members, but honestly, I really just couldn't, uh, couldn't connect with them. And so I really felt like I was uh, alone. And whenever I got married, I, you know, kind of carried that into the marriage and we struggled for a while in our, in, in the marriage. And it was, it was a, uh, a tough deal and it was and it was just not a uh, it was kind of a rocky start now that's one story now i can turn that around and i can actually turn it into a story of triumph and this is the story that i really uh, really identify with a lot more than what that previous one was my parents when i was two got divorced yeah i went and uh lived with my dad now, my dad was somebody who didn't pour a whole lot of his thoughts and beliefs into me, and but that's okay because I was able to get a lot of the information. I had a huge support network from all my family. I hardly, I didn't get to see them much. I didn't get to see my great, my grandparents or great grandparents maybe, but once, maybe twice a year as, when I went to uh, go visit mom. But I got to see all of them and got to really get, to, got to know my, my great grandparents, um, as I was growing up and learned about uh, a bit just from example of what the greatest generation was about. Uh, my dad, uh, we moved around a bit whenever I was really young, but we finally settled down in a small town and he was, uh, he was a rancher. And so there was many times that my dad taught me how to have a work ethic. Um, I may not have liked it, but at the same time, I, he would get me up on Saturday mornings when it was, you know, 28 or colder, 28 degrees or even colder outside to go bust up ice for the uh, stock tanks. But at the same time, you saw why you need to do that because the cattle need to drink. They still have to drink water and they aren't going to get enough water just trying to lick the ice. So I learned about how it, how to building a, why agriculture is so important in, in the world. Thanks to my dad. Now my mom remarried and she married a, a, a an interesting guy. He was incredibly funny. He, he enjoyed his marijuana a little too much at times. But uh, one thing mom always wanted to make sure that I did was that I 
traveled. She wanted to make let me know that there was a bigger world out there than the state of Texas. And the state of Texas is a big world. But so we went to, she took me to Cancun. Heck, my dad even go on vacations. We'd go to Colorado uh, a couple, three times uh, as I was growing up. But we went to, me and mom went to New Hampshire and Florida and up to Winnipeg uh, in Canada. And it was just, we always were able to go someplace very interesting. Went to New Hampshire a couple times. And it was all because she uh, wanted to make sure that I saw parts of the world and from that time when i married yeah i didn't ha- may not have had the the best start on way i wanted to to be a husband I honestly didn't really even have a, an idea of what that uh, what being a good husband was actually was yet as we struggled in our in the early parts of our marriage and even in the middle parts of our marriage uh, my wife stuck with me and she helped me under- come to understand what my role as a man is in life and to understand that I was there to protect and to, uh, and to provide for, uh, for my family. And, uh, because of that, our, our relationship, though rocky at start, grew exponentially, exponentially and became, became better as time went on. Because we didn't give up on each other. So which one sounds better? Which one is a better one? You can view a the same circumstances. Divorced parents, dad remarried, grounded, blah, 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 blah. I got into trouble a lot. All that are in both. They Both things happen. Both store, sets of the story is technically they're true, but they are, you can look at life as being just this, you know, that life has handed you a, a pile of poo, or you can see that you handed you a a pile of, of the richest fertilizer there is. They both smell the same. I wouldn't eat but either one because they're technically they both are poo. Your life, as you are, as you're going through life, you're going to have times where you can, are going to be challenged with what you're thinking. You can either say, Hey, I am, people are just hounding me. There's this whole thing is crap. Or you can actually look at it as, Hey, this is a great time. I'm learning some stuff. I'm getting better. I'm getting smarter at, at different things because of all this new and wonderful experience. You have that choice. You have that ability. You can choose to look at life as being good or bad. Your thoughts are what reflect that you want to have a make more money. Well, you're going to make a lot more money by having a more positive attitude, seeing the abundance that is in the world, as opposed to seeing what you don't have. If you have a scarcity mindset, you're going to be too busy about looking at what you don't have as opposed to what looking at what you do have. So looking at life, looking at how the world works and looking at how, uh, how you look at the world is going to be the biggest challenge that you have, but it's not that giant of a challenge. It's works out great. As long as you are willing to notice, Hey, I'm looking at this in a really screwed up way. Let's try it this way. And you start looking at life in a more positive manner. 
as opposed to looking at it as if the world is out dumping on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're going to have a better life if you look at the fact that this, the world is trying to give you as many gifts as possible. If you look at those gifts as being crap, well, guess what? You're going to receive crap. Your mind looks to uh, for the evidence of things that it's, that you are focusing in on. So if you look at life and see that it's crap, your brain's going to go through and go, yep, that's crap, that's crap, that's crap, that's crap. That looks like everything that a crap is. Yep, we're going to have crap right here. Or if it look at it as if it's a wonderful gift, your brain's going to go, yep, that's a gift, that's a gift, that's a gift. My gosh, it looks like a gift. It smells like a gift. It rattles like a gift. It must be a gift. The choice is yours is what I want to say. How you choose to look at your life, how you choose to view your circumstances is completely up to you. How do you want to look at life? How do you want to look at your circumstances? How do you want to look at your circumstances? That is the question you've got to answer yourself. If you want help on changing your, looking at your circumstances as something other than a tragedy, let me know. You can do so by going to relaxedmail.com forward slash, uh, work with Brian or coaching, and that will take you over to, uh, to the work with Brian page. Or if you want to have, start working on yourself with a group of other men who are dedicated to making sure that they, uh, they help you become the better man. You can also go to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood and the, the brotherhood of men are the guys there are excited to be able to help you out and help you grow and become the man that your family and society needs. So guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. If this is your first time listening, or if I said something in here that really just strikes a, a chord with you, would you please share this out with your friend, the person who you thought of? Just take it. All our podcast platforms these days has a share button. Hit that share button and send that out as a text message to them. Or if you uh, want, uh, also you can share it out onto your Facebook, your Twitters. You know, take a screenshot, share that screenshot on on Instagram, tag me. I'd love to let y'all know, uh, tell you thank you if you do so. And any other social media platform that you are on, share p- to people. Let them know that there is this m- incredible movement called the Relax Mail of helping men get rid of the nice guy in their lives so that they can actually start living, li- take life by the horns and start, li- start living life on their terms. Because the moment you start doing that, this moment you're going to start finding fulfillment in your life. So, guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care. Until next week, bye.